What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Brave Geeks. Um, this is going to be in my podcast as well as my YouTube. So, um, yeah, let's get right into it. This is going to be a review of WandaVision Episode 8. This is the pre-finale episode. So, naturally, everything is going to build up to the finale. And, um, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. So, um, this is going to be the first half of this video is going to be a quick review. And the second half is going to be the... Like the little discussion that that um, that we're gonna have about everything that happened, um, the the um, review isn't gonna be much spoilers, uh, but uh, the latter half is gonna be a bit more spoilery. We're gonna get into the details and every plot point that can lead up to something else. So um, yeah, that's pretty much uh, how this this uh, this is gonna go down. So for the review, first let's talk about the plot. Sorry. Um, the plot was very well integrated. I think uh, they did a really good job of incorporating uh, Wanda's backstory. They introduced it in a way that wasn't forced. And also Agatha's uh, um, backstory as well. They, you know, she wasn't just a shoehorned villain for this. She, there was a purpose and she has a she has a role in in, uh, in helping Wanda. Well, not well, she's kind of antagonistic, but in a way, she's helping Wanda figure out who she really is. And a lot of surprising things happen in this episode. Um, things that they were building up since Age of Ultron and even before that. And, you know, certain things that Wanda and Pietro have described that weren't really what happened. And I think that they did a really good job of going back into the history and kind of doing their research. And, you know, essentially, I feel like the product of it was really well thought out. Um, I really liked it. The, the The episode is by far my favorite MCU thing ever, I think. Um, yeah, it was really great. And uh, yeah, let's get right into the score. The score was like eerie and beautiful, you know, the, the WandaVision theme, um, but it was more orchestra type thing. It was very cinematic and I, I really enjoyed it, really fit the mood. Um, it was so epic. At times, you know, the, the the score was just great. I love it. And the CGI was just like, you know, it was this is MCU, man. Like, what else do you expect from MCU? Like the CGI, you know, at times it can be kind of off, but this one was really like on point. Um, imagine Doctor Strange, but with more gothic, gothic um like kind of like hints to it. And I really, you know, it was it was great overall. It was a great episode. The story was great. The um the score was very fitting, very beautiful. The CGI was was you know it was well developed. This episode, I feel like everything we've been watching was building up to this. This is like the episode four of the latter half of Wandavision, and now all we have left is essentially the finale, which I'm looking forward to. I can't wait to see where they 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 um go with the characters and um you know like yeah so that's my review and now we're gonna get into some spoilery stuff this is the discussion portion of this video slash podcast um so yeah the first thing um that i want to talk about is you know as you guys know it's been common knowledge that wanda and pietro have gotten their powers from the mind stone which is the same stone that's on vision's forehead um, right before Thanos snatched it from him. And um, 
you know, everybody thought that, oh, you know, they're not mutants because they've had, the, you know, they've had their powers only since, you know, Hydra, like, experimented on them using the Mind Stone. But that was debunked in the show because, you know, you know, um, this episode really consisted of Agatha kind of uh, forcing Wanda to revisit her past to figure out why, I mean, how she's able to do this because Agatha herself is a is a witch and she's trying to get better she sees that Wanda, you know, with little to no training whatsoever, essentially is able to manifest this whole reality and bring the dead back to life. And, and you know, I guess she was envious in some ways. And um, I really want to talk more about the relationship later on in this video. But, um, yeah, so she she goes back to the, the moment where um, they were, uh, their house was... Uh, was uh, shot at by a missile. And I, if you guys remember in Age of Ultron, when Pietro was talking to, to Ultron, he talked about this and he said that um, when the clubber, the, the clubber, the rubble cleared, they were able to see the name on the mortar or the, I don't know what the name is, but the missile and it was Stark Industries. And it was a miracle that they survived because it was defective and it didn't explode. But when they went back to that moment, we, re we as an audience realized, and I think Wanda just suppressed this memory, Wanda herself was the one who stopped that, that um, thing from exploding. And um, right, for, right in that moment, everybody knew that Wanda has been this way for a while. And, you know, she's been uh, suppressing her powers the same way she's suppressing her emotions, or at least that's how I see it. And um, I think that, um, yeah, Damn, my, my, I just had a brain thing right there. But yeah, so another thing that I really want to talk about is Wanda's grief. Um, you know, as you guys know, this reality was created because she's suppressing it. She's suppressing, like, you know, her sadness on, you know, losing everyone she holds dear to herself. And we got more context into Wanda and Vision's relationship, the reason why they clicked was because Wanda has known nothing but grief all her life. And Vision doesn't know how to feel grief because he's always been alone. So both uh, commonality that they have is that they're both alone, which kind of makes their relationship a bit deeper rather than just, oh, you know, they're, um, they had a relationship in the comics. And, um, you know, I think that that was a really nice touch on behalf of the writers and very necessary, very much necessary. And when um, Wanda lost Vision, um, that was kind of the last straw, I think. Um, there was a scene, there were two scenes, two major scenes that kind of, um, that really hits me in the feels. The first one was where, um, like I said, spoiler alert, um, you know, Tyler Hayward has been branding Wanda as a villain, showing the clip of her breaking to the sword facility and quote-unquote stealing the Vision's body, but that did not happen. Uh, Hayward let Wanda in. Um, he just wanted Wanda to take a look at Vision, and Vision was in pieces, essentially. And um, there was this really touching scene where he, she touches the uh, Vision's forehead, similar to the way that she touched it in, um, in uh, Infinity War, where she says that, oh, I can feel you. Or I can only feel you, 
essentially that's kind of their love language saying that, you know, like, you know, like I feel you essentially, there's no other meaning to it. Um, it means that you, you know, you're my world and everything. I don't, I don't mean to get sappy, but yeah, that's, that's, um, um, after that scene, it was, um, she just left. She, she kind of, she tried to accept it. Um, and as she was driving away, she saw a, um, a letter in her car. Like it was, it was kind of wrapped in an envelope and, um, we don't know. We as an audience don't know who it was, uh, who, who, who wrote it to her. But we see her driving to a familiar place that we know as Westview. And we see that in Westview, she kind of sees all of these people who are, who are depressed and grieving for, for some, some reason that we don't know yet. We're probably going to find out in the next episode, or maybe that was just it. We, we, you know, she, we're in a place where everyone is grieving, um, or, or so that's how it feels. And she drives up to this uh, abandoned lot, uh, not even an abandoned lot. There's literally no house built there. Um, and when she opens the letter, it was vision circling. It was like a written on a map saying that this is where we're going to grow old together. And that hit me re- like that hit me pretty hard. Um, and it was at that moment that Wanda created this reality. And it was at that moment that Agatha knew what to like what was necessary. And I think that the whole plot point where Agatha tried to figure out like Wanda, like, like Wanda's, um, you know, like essence, how, how she was able to do it ultimately led her to, to realizing that Wanda is supposed to be a myth. Like, uh, I guess it's been foretold in a prophecy or something like a witch's prophecy or something. And, uh, you know, she is a Scarlet Witch. And I don't know what that means. I don't think anybody knows what that means. But she's like kind of this this chaos, magic-wielding, you know, being. And she's, you know, the way that um, Agatha described her was, you know, she's just this big-time, um, you know, threat and um, and I don't know at this at this point if uh, Agatha is really the bad guy. I, I keep saying I don't know if I've said that before, but I feel like the bad guy is not Agatha, but she probably is. I don't know. I don't know because I don't know because in the comics she was supposed to be Wanda's teacher, and also you know, but in the beginning it was kind of like. She, her mother, because there was a scene in the beginning where where she was kind of she was going to be executed by a group of witches for going into dark magic, 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 and um, and her mother told uh, she said that I can be good. That's what Agatha said, and then her mother said, "No, you can't," and she essentially kills everyone. So I guess that makes her a bad guy. I guess I don't know, but yeah. Um, so the last, okay, the next thing that I want to talk about is Pietro being a fake. We still don't know for sure. Um, Agatha describes him as um, her eyes and ears. But I, you know, like, like if you think about it from a marketing standpoint, I mean, from from a from a fan fans perspective, I feel like that would do us an injustice to do that. I mean, I get the fan service, but. Why would you bring in an, like a like a character from the Foxverse and not have him 
be that character. Just have him shoehorned in. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense, like like plot wise. Um, just bring someone coincidentally who looks just like the fox's Quicksilver in this in this reality, right? I think that that would just be kind of a kind of a, a cheat, and I hope they don't go down this route. But they probably will, and I won't hold them against it. This the show has a lot of strong points, so yeah. Um, so now the last thing that I want to talk about that post-credit scene was pretty crazy. Um, I I thought they were gonna do something, but they did something else, which I think is pretty interesting. I don't know what to think about it yet. It's kind of weird to me. But essentially, the post-credit scene reveals that Hayward and Sword have still have Vision's body. So yeah, we already knew that Wanda didn't steal his body, and now they have the power to activate him. And he's just now a white version of Vision. He's like his whole body is white. And everybody thought that he was going to be an Endgame like this. You know, they were going to revive him that way. But I guess they were saving him for this. And, um, yeah, so I guess he's going to be the new bad guy or, or better yet, um, here's what I think could go down. Um, Wanda and Vision, you know, they, they, um, they fight Agatha with, uh, with, uh, Tommy and Billy and whoever else and Monica, we don't see Monica at all in this episode. We have no idea what's going on. Um, we're probably, we're probably going to see her. So, yeah. So the five of them against um, Agatha Harkness. And then after that, Vision comes in and no, no. Okay. Vision dies. Okay. This whole reality gets destroyed. And then essentially what happens is, um, you know, Billy and, and Tommy are, are, um, are essentially, you know, brought into the real world and, you know, everybody goes back to normal and, and this vision comes along and, and Wanda like, convinces him that he's Vision, and then Vision's like, who the hell is Vision? And then that's what happens. That's the end of the, the, the show. No season two, bro. I'm just joking. I, 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 had, I, had, a, I had something going there, but, you know, I'm kind of coming up with this on the spot. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I think that this episode has really built up to a, um, a really hype finale, and it sucks that we have to wait a week. But, um, you know, what can we do? At least there's something to look forward to next week. And yeah, that concludes my video slash podcast. If you guys like this, please leave a like and subscribe. Or if you're listening to, to this through uh, through any podcast uh, distributors, um, please check out my other podcasts as well. I talk about everything, Power Rangers, um, you know, Marvel, DC, all that good stuff, all that nerdy, geeky stuff, you know. So yeah, um, thank you guys for listening slash, wa- slash watching. And please uh, stay safe.